Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on the show. Me, Hugh, Sandra. Yep. This Thanks is going to be an interesting discussion. It's really good. We've got Kathy Walker back on the show. You were here last May. Yes. And we were talking about remedies the last time. We, we were talking about remedies. I've been making remedies and using remedies for years in healing. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, I learned about emotional healing. And I thought, why would I use emotional healing? I've got the remedies. Why would I need that? It's so much more work. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like, uh, I mean... It's true, though. There's some truth to that. But what is emotional? I mean, it sounds sort of self or obvious or self-evident, but what is well, emotional? Well, emotions healing? does, but emotional healing is not necessarily so self-evident, correct? But, well, what's interesting, Sandra, is when we grew up, at least when I grew up, my parents would always say to me, you know, just handle everything. Don't be telling us what's going on because they couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. They just wanted us to be okay. Yeah. And if anything was up emotionally, it was not meant to be talked about yes. or figured out because they didn't know what to do with it. Right. Or my mom would say, all that person needs is a good swift kick in the ass. <laughs> that's what my that'll mom would That'll clear say. that emotion. You know, that'll, that'll help. No, that just so that's how we were raised. Yeah. yeah. And you, you keep thinking, well, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to talk about anything. So as I used remedies over many years, I got really good at figuring out what people needed. And then one day someone came in and they didn't get better from the remedies I gave them. But I thought, I'll, I'll tell you this example. He was a healer from India visiting Canada. Someone mm-hmm. had referred him to me. And he'd had a cough for a long, long time. So he came in to see me, and I said to him, "Uh, when you lie down, uh, is there pain in your back? And he said, yes. I said, well, that's bacteria. It's pneumonia. You have pneumonia. So here's a remedy for that. And I gave him uh, two remedies, actually. So he said, thank you. He went. He was traveling through Canada. He took the remedies. He called me when they were finished, and he said, nothing's changed. I'm thinking, really? But uh, could you please come back again? He says, I'm going back to India in a couple of days. I said, well, please come back in, and I'll figure this out. So I thought, oh, my gosh. I know I had the right remedies, because I've been working with remedies a long time at this point. And I could also see that he'd had this a long time. His, the whites of his eyes were sort of grayish. Mm-hmm. And I told him that. I said, your lungs have been having trouble for quite a while. And when you lie down and you have pain in your back, that's definitely pneumonia from bacteria in the lungs. Mm-hmm. So nothing had changed. His cough was there. The back pain was there. And he came back in, and I said to him, tell me about your life. Uh, How are you doing? And I just had a sense he wasn't happy. He really wasn't happy. And at first I I took a step back, and I thought, he's a healer, and he's uh, how willing is he going to be to work with me on his healing? But he admitted, no, I'm not that happy, and I really wish that I could get married and have children. And I said, well, why, you know, so we went back and forth about it. And there were issues in his life that 
he was quite unhappy with and he wanted to change, but he really didn't see how he could change it. So as we worked through issues, he got to the point where he, he changed his, some of his beliefs about his life. And then I realized, okay, something shifted. He actually has shifted something negative in his life, and now we have the opening to do the remedies. I sent him back uh, to where he was staying with the same two remedies. He called me two days later, and he said, everything's better. Hmm. Mm. And the only thing that had changed was the emotional work I did. So I went, oh, now I know why I know about emotional healing. I'm supposed to use it on people. It's going to make a difference. So now do you, Kathy, do you use it in conjunction with your remedies? Is it together? Sometimes it's. Uh, sometimes I need remedies. Sometimes I need healing. Sometimes I need both. Okay. So I just have to determine each time when someone comes. And how, how do, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm, I was going to ask um, why, and this is going to get, I think, to the heart of the matter, if, if we can get the answer, is why don't, the remedies work and what is it that shifts that then all of a sudden mm. why are the remedies able to work mm. yes it, it took me a while to figure that out too and and as i understand it you have your physical body then your emotional mental spiritual bodies are outside of that mm-hmm. and so if you have issues going on in the spiritual level that are unresolved and are negative the only way that uh, that you know there's anything wrong is by physical symptoms Mm. So it's important to uh, understand the deeper cause of the physical symptoms. And that's the thing that I've said that I want to specialize in, is looking at the root cause. Mm. Well, then, isn't it the case, then, wouldn't all, you know, if you look, let's talk about pneumonia for a second, right? A bacterial pneumonia, like in this case. You know, our germ theory of disease says that it's the bacteria that causes the pneumonia. But what you're saying and what... I sort of believed anyway is that it's something deeper than that that the 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 reason for the presence of those bacteria is like it's it's kind of like an onion but the the real cause is 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 deeper yes not always Mm. but often so when you get into an issue that's been there a long time and people have tried different things you know most likely there's going to be something, mm. either a, a, a negative belief, a thought, or a trauma that needs to change in order for uh, the shift on a physical level to happen. Okay, so it's not always the case then? Not always the case. There are people that come in and they might have something quite serious. They're easy to work with because they're fairly clear in their life. They know what they're about. They're happy. Life is working for them. And it's just something they need help with you know, to strengthen their physical body. Okay, so so I guess is that the trigger then? Is that this or the identifier? Is that if somebody's happy and their life's going great, then if they're ill, it's probably a physical reason that can be treated with a remedy. But if somebody's got some other kind of issues, some kind of chronic deep sadness or underlying yeah or beliefs that their life isn't what they want it to be Uh, so for instance uh i've worked with people that have had skin issues a lot of people have skin issues so in this uh, person i'm i'm a homeopath as well i gave them sulfur and Mm -hmm. it's a remedy that's good for a number of skin issues they took the remedy nothing got better Mm -hmm. so before they came back i kind of thought 
what is sulfur all about? Because sulfur came up really strong. And as I looked it up in the periodic table, on the physical level, sulfur is present in all proteins. And then I looked at, well, what's symbolic about sulfur and protein? Well, proteins handled by the liver. We are uh, governed by the right-hand side of our bodies, governed by the liver, which has to do with men in our life, our male side. It starts with our father. So how our liver is, is often affected by how we are with our fathers. Mm. So when this person came back, I said, how's your relationship with your father? Oh, I want nothing to do with him. So there was a strong reaction. And there was a lot that had happened in their childhood that they hadn't resolved. And they thought, if I just ignore my dad and Mm. wait long enough, I'll never have to deal with this. But that wasn't true at all. So Mm. we started talking about what had happened in their childhood, how to understand their father's side of it. And they got to a much better place with their uh, their feeling about their father and their uh, concern about never wanting to speak to him. And as a matter of fact, they started to have a good relationship with their father. They took the sulfur remedy and other remedies like that, and their skin got much better. That's, I mean, that's a really good point, too. Uh, you think because the person's not in your life, they've moved away, or even if they've passed away, you think, okay, I, I don't have to deal with it. But it, that's where the emotional stuff starts to, to, to play. Because just because they're physically gone doesn't mean they're emotionally gone, right? That's right. That's yeah. a, they haven't emotionally gone from you. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I think it's how we look at what's going on in our lives. There's so much that happens that we're supposed to come to terms with. And when we don't come to terms mm-hmm. with it and we mm-hmm. bury things and then we bury more things, when we finally have symptoms or we have chronic symptoms, those things that were buried need to be dusted off, examined, and come to terms with. So now how do you approach this then? Because, I mean, it almost sounds like, uh, it almost sounds like uh, you know, on the one hand it could be similar to traditional psychotherapy uh, where or psychology, where really you're just it's talk therapy. You're helping the people realize certain things about themselves. But um, but what is what makes it different than that? And the other thing is, what shifts? Well, it's almost the same answer. So because I'm intuitive, I use that information with their permission to figure out where in their body is their disharmony, and is it physical or emotional. And it could be emotional, mental, or spiritual, which are fairly interrelated. Then uh, when I know that it's held in a certain area of the body, on the skin or in a a chakra or in the heart or something like that, as we talk about it and I do a regression healing, I take them back to a a moment of time that could represent many traumatic moments Mm -hmm. for them. But I just say, we don't have to look at everything, but let's look at one thing and see how you feel about it and see if we can release it and recreate it in a positive way. And then I feel the shift. And you're right, Hugh, not everyone changes from a healing right off the bat. Some people might take a couple of times to really shift it over. You know, that person with their father definitely needed to talk about that a few times because it had been something that was stuck in their mind in a certain way and they may not have thought it was negative, but they thought, this is the best way I can deal with this right now. And to them, it wasn't negative. But to me, I, I could feel how I could feel how different people in their lives were affecting them. 
and how it was either kind of spiky or smooth. Mm. And when I feel that kind of spikiness and rigidness, and then afterwards the smoothness and the, okay, I can connect with them and I feel much better, then I know they're going to go forward with much more calm in their body, able to heal. But do you find, Kathy, that uh, people are more hesitant about doing the emotional than taking the remedy? Well, that's a good point. I, I try to explain it as I'm explaining it to you, that it's a fairly mild type of um, shift. Okay. And it's not traumatic. I don't believe in trauma, and I don't even talk about uh, regression too much because mm. there's regression and there's regression. Some regression... Uh, the therapist will just take them to a past life or a past moment and say, look at this, this is where it all came from, and then bring them out of it. So when I go into a moment, I help them feel where it's stuck in their body, clear it out with just energy or color, Mm -hmm. and then replace it with something more positive. So we've healed it before we even move back. The whole process might take an hour or two at the most, Mm -hmm. and then I can feel that... They've, they, I have them make the shift as opposed to me saying, don't you think it should be like that? I'll say to them, well, is there a different way we could look at this? And they realize they're kind of on the spot. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could. And then they, when they cut some slack and some understanding and it helps them feel more calm, they feel different before that they've even left. It sounds like it's almost really a question of bringing it to their consciousness that these things are, they're not thinking about them in a way it happened a long time ago, they've just left it behind, but the way they thought about it has become kind of just part of the foundation of their awareness, right? Well, consciousness is a big part of it, and that's why I can't just make a remedy to heal this. They need to be uh, conscious of what the problem is and consciously deciding to change. And if they are not willing, a willing participant and conscious of what they're changing, the shift won't happen. So we can talk all day about things, but what I'm looking for is a shift, and when the shift happens, then the energy shifts, and I can follow it up with a remedy or not, depending on... uh, It's really about bringing people back into their power. Mm -hmm. When they feel Mm -hmm. empowered, Mm -hmm. they have a lot more energy. Now... You mentioned regression here. Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing hypnotherapy on people? It's, and it's similar to hypnotherapy, but it's regression in that you're just going to a, a moment, usually in this lifetime, about something that happened. And I, I can get a sense of, you know, I talked to someone years ago. You're getting me into some really interesting stories. Someone came and they said, oh, I have this pain in my foot, and I... I go to everyone and nothing heals it. You know, I really need some help with it. So they came to me and I said to them, well, let's see what this is about. I think there's something going on in your childhood that we need to heal. And she said, okay, well, you tell me what it is. I don't know that I believe in this. And I said to her, there's something at at age 22 and she said, we're going to go to any moment but that. I'll heal anything but that. Whoa. So this is something you just picked up. Well, yeah, I get shown from her higher self, go to this age. No, I'm not going to heal that. I'll go to anything but that. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it, it turned out to be a time she said, she finally, I said, well, that's the moment we've got to go to. And this issue has been bothering you so long. 
And she said, well, okay, I'll tell you what happened. I was dating this guy, I was in university, we were having a great time, and he went out and he went with someone else. It broke us up, and I was heartbroken. And I was so heartbroken, I was going to commit suicide. And uh, she said, to this day, I've never gotten over that. And this is 30 or 40 years later. Mm. Wow. So I said, I know that this has to be healed in order for this foot part to go away this foot pain that you're having that you're hobbling around and you can't put a pair of shoes on and you're having this much trouble and symbolically the foot is about moving forward past this moment so she wasn't happy with me and she didn't want that to be what it was but I know that that's what it was and uh, I don't know how much healing she recovered from at that moment because it was sort of against her will at that moment and I and she didn't come back to work on it again but I'm sure she thought about it after she left but you wow, think if she's amazing. yeah so if you would have been able to do some did you give her a remedy for it I did I gave her a remedy uh, but again I'm back to the point of what's happening if she's got so much energy on this I hate mm-hmm. this guy my life's never been okay since then. I'll never forget it. She'll never there's, heal. Yeah, there's not enough energy in the body yeah. to heal. Mostly, uh, she's stopping it from putting her energy in this negative moment. Isn't that interesting, though? A person would rather stay sick for 40 years. But that's how, that's not how she sees it. it. Oh, my goodness. Though. Yeah. And that's more than half, that, more than half her well, life. I hope she thought about it, though. But then what would you have done, say? You well, you pretty much have to leave people to it. You can't, you know... No, push. I mean, she if she say, came back to you and said, Oh, Look, we'd talk like, about it more. So and you just, what, try to zero in on the... Well, I'd talk to her about... Uh, it, most likely her whole life was affected by this, but it didn't need to continue, even though it had been that many years. Mm-hmm. I think she didn't want to be wrong in that holding on to this negative moment was causing her that much trouble. So she might have felt at fault. And we might have needed to talk about how, what a big moment this was for her in her life to heal and move on from. It's funny how people get so uh, attached to their worldview or their... Um, Identity. They need, or they need to be right about it. They'd yeah. rather be right than, yeah. than well, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have another story. I... Uh, someone who'd been ill for a long time had been at home and been cared for and as we started working together I got to a place fairly not too far along, it was a digestive issue and I said, you're not really that sick and you're in the house all the time, could you like go out of the house, well I don't know if I said they weren't that sick but I said could you just leave the house for 15 minutes, it was winter I said put your coat on, you know be warm enough but just go out in the yard, go outside 15 minutes and then come back in and see how you do with that. And he didn't know what I was getting at. I wasn't really sure. I just got a sense to tell him this. Hmm. And so he reported back, you know, okay, that was fine. I said, well, could you do it now for, you know, a little bit longer? Uh, and try and do this on a daily basis. So what happened was he started getting more confident. And within two weeks... He was not just home in bed sick. He was leaving the house. He was going out, walking around the block, driving, getting places, and his energy came back. So what was it all about then? Well, 
well, you know what? I had to figure that out, too, because I didn't know going in. I just know, tell him this. Oh. And so he was willing, and he went with it. What I feel, in retrospect, what it was about was in his house and the people taking care of him, they all had this energy of, you're not well, you're not getting better, uh, this is terrible, I, nothing's working. And as he left the house, he left that energy behind, and he didn't need anyone to go outside with, and he suddenly realized, oh, I'm okay to be outside on my own. Oh, this worked out. Oh, I can come back and I'll be okay again. And so he learned from that quickly to just kind of trust what I said and that it was going to work. And we, we've been all over the body now healing things that are very spiritually related rather than physical. And he hasn't been needing any remedies, just okay, what's next? What do I need to do next? And what's that about? Wow. Now, you had you mentioned that I was told, and then you mentioned higher self earlier. So do you communicate with some uh, other beings, or is it just something you're, you just do, or is it, some, is it uh, something you're conscious of? Or well, I'm consciously, yeah, I'm consciously, as I channel, I tune into their higher self, and it goes to my higher self and to me. So even if someone said to me, uh, I have pain in my shin, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then I would ask their higher self, is that a bone issue? Is it a muscle issue? Is it a nerve issue? Is it an emotional issue? And their higher self would say to me, this is what it is. But uh, I have to have their permission. I can't just Mm -hmm. go down the street and say, see that guy? You know, that's what's going on with them. If they give me permission, then I get accuracy. If I just go around trying to tell people, you know, that toe pain, you better do something about it. It's like, no, I can't get accurate information. It's about permission. So now, why can't people just ask their higher self themselves? Well, they can, but they need practice doing that. Right. And a lot of people, as people work with me and they do regression, I get them to connect to the higher self and I ground them. And then they, they end up being a much more intuitive than they were before we worked together. That's great. How did you get into this? How did you get in tune with your ability to contact? Well, yourself? I learned from a lot of different healers. And I took classes. And I trusted that if intuition was going to come, I, I started with a pendulum with Hannah Kroger. And I was really good at it. But I didn't want to be using the pendulum all the time. And Hannah taught me one thing, and she said, intuition is much more important than scientific testing. Mm. So you can go into a, say, the health food store, and there'll be hundreds of things that you could use, and they've all been scientifically tested. And I'm sure they're all very good products. But when you use your intuition, you feel what is best for that person as opposed to what's a good product. Right, right. And that changes everything. Yeah. So from that... My intuition got stronger, and then I learned how to understand where it comes from, my higher self, the grounding, and creating a sort of a connection so that what I was receiving I could trust. And I've taught people how to do that in, in classes, how to connect to the higher self, know that the truth is coming through, and that uh, they can rely on the intuition that's coming. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. So, That's very cool. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking about so many people are, they're just, um, they're like, oh, I, I have to do what the doctor tells me, right? They don't even, like, Google their problem, right, to, to see if they can, well, first of all, take responsibility mm-hmm. for their own health, but also 
use their own brain, their own intuition, intuition yeah. to try to find either a remedy or a solution or maybe even a practitioner that can help them, right? Well, that's a really good point, Hugh. I ask that the people coming to me are looking for alternatives. So I don't want to spend my time talking people into alternatives. I'm here in Toronto because I know that there's a lot of consciousness here. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of people looking for alternatives. And if they're not looking for alternatives, that's fine with me. I know that there's enough people that I have to work on and that there's other healers that are also busy. So I'm always looking for the people who are looking for alternatives that are looking for the type of healing that I want to give them. And I don't worry about everyone else. It may not be in their reality. Mm. Like some people feel that if they don't do everything their doctor says, they haven't done proper healing. Mm. And other people would say just the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think everyone has a choice, and based on their level of reality and what's true for them. So, I mean, people that are watching this right now and they're resonating with you, right? Or maybe they're just uh, a, trusting their intuition. Maybe their intuition is telling them that maybe you could be the one who can help them through a problem that they haven't been able to get help for. Um, who? Like, if you can describe your ideal um, client, who who would that be? It would be someone who's more educated, uh, who looks at things in a bigger picture, interested in alternatives. They may have already tried some alternatives, and they're willing to go with uh, knowing a little bit deeper about where this all might have come from in their life. Mm-hmm. Because when someone has something that is bothering them the biggest part of it is why me and the why me is often a very spiritual and a question and answer mm-hmm. but and they don't know it going in right no they it's hard to know for yourself yeah yeah and you really need an, ob- an objective opinion from someone outside of you that could say this is my sense of it and it it, it needs to make sense for them mm. yeah Okay, so people can check out the website, askkathywalker.com, and yes. reach you that way. Is there anything else you want to leave us with today? Are you doing anything, any talks or anything coming not, up? Not at the present moment, but I'm always happy to speak to someone on the phone and give them some feedback before they decide if they want to work with me or not. So it feels like a good fit. So they can call you as the number on the website? The number's on the website. They can also email me, and we can set up exactly the right time uh, to speak. And do you sometimes work with people over Skype or on the phone, or is yes, it always Yes, I work person? around okay. the world. I had someone from Australia get in touch with me, and New Zealand, uh, South Africa. They, for them, it was just a, a good sense of this is the type of healing I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I just love working, so I want to keep working for years and years. And do that's as much how you know it's not work, right, Kathy? That's, that's right. How it's, you, it's, it's not calling, work. right? It's a calling. That's right. Wow. So, of it's course, people can go to the website now, get in touch with Kathy. And, of course, we have that other video that we did, yes. which was more about the remedies, right? And yes. So people can look you up and watch Well, I posted well. it on my website, so people have been looking at that, and I yeah. put it out in a newsletter. So is, is it working for it you? It is. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. Super. Okay. Well, thanks, Kathy. Thank you. That was a great discussion. Yeah. So we're, let's take a little break. We got more 
coming up here on Liquid Lunch on a Wednesday. We'll be right here, here on thatchannel.com. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.